This is the future of finance by Motive Labs. Hello, and welcome again to the future of finance, the podcast where we live and breathe the next generation of financial technology. Welcome back. You're joined today by Sam and Sylvia Carrasco. Welcome, Sylvia. Hello, Sam. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Thanks for coming in on this beautiful day. We are joined by Sylvia, founder and CEO of Goldex, a gold trading application that we're about to hear a little bit more about. Before we do that, Sylvia, you've had a very decorated career, especially for someone that looks so young. And can we hear a little bit about it? What have been the key points in your career leading up to Goldex? Yes, I've had an interesting career. I'm uh, originally from Spain. I came to London 25 years ago. I did the usual thing that Spanish people do, which is uh, go to university, drink a lot, and not worry too much about, you know, what is next. When I was studying, you know, part of my course, I had to have some working experience. I started working in the city. That's why I stayed in London. I've developed all my career in investment banking, in brokerage, I was doing some convertible bonds, trading stuff, some, you know, Mm -hmm. clever things when I was young. Then in 1999, I was asked by Credit Suisse if I wanted to be part of a new group called Electronic Trading in equities. Now, Electronic Trading was basically an interesting new uh, way of allowing customers to not to have to call their desks, you know, the broker desks to buy and sell shares. It started from what do we do? How do we start to basically all the revolution we've seen in, in trading. I've been uh, all my life involved from those very early days in electronic trading. Ten years ago, I also set up my own company advising institutions on electronic trading needs. And then you fast forward four years ago, I was looking at the uh, gold trading space for my personal trading interest. And I realized that there were a lot of issues on the gold trading, on the physical gold trading. There was no electronic trading. There were no algorithmic tradings. The spreads were very large. When I wanted to invest in gold, the model of the brokers is always that they buy the gold and they do the market making of the gold to their customers. Customers, as a consequence, and because the gold, physical gold, is not regulated, suffer a lot of investment abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a lot of front running with their orders. And that is when I realized that I could do something about it and take my my experience into this asset class. Amazing. What a journey from Spain to convertible bonds to electronic trading at CS and then Allion. Was it Allion? Yes, Allion. Allion, your your own firm. Yeah. I met a friend recently and I, I had no idea he was a gold trader, but he didn't mean gold trading like you do. His family actually own a gold trading business and he leaves the office once a week with a big suitcase full of gold. It's definitely not electronic trading. Yes, that's still, you know, Quite a lot of stuff like this is still going on. I cringe a little bit about this. First, because I think it's dangerous for the individual who is running around London with a suitcase full of gold. Um, And more importantly, I think two things. One, I think the word gold has a little bit of a tainted reputation because of the money laundering, because of the stuff that, you know, has been historically used for 
And it's about time now that gold joins the 21st century, the fintech revolution. It's an asset class that has been with us for 6,000 years. It's going to remain probably for another 6,000 years. And it's something that needs to be revolutionized. Couldn't agree more. So let's talk about that revolution. GoldX has been around how long? And maybe, yeah, tell us all a little bit about what it does and why you're on this mission. Yes, Goldex uh, was an idea that started in my head four years ago. I would say that the first year and a half was pretty much used to see what the problem was and how we could solve it. There were many issues. As I said, the first one is that gold is not a regulated asset class and it's open to abuse and customers suffer abuse. We then decided to build it in order to not be conflicted with our customers. The only way to provide our customers with the best prices was to literally not own a gram of gold. For that reason, we set it up as the first intermediary gold provider. If somebody uses the analog of Goldex being the Uber of gold. Owns no cars, owns no gold. Exactly. We don't own any gold. However, we put you in contact with the gold exchanges and we just give you the best trading technology and trading app for you to do this. Then two and a half years ago, we started the developing of the app. It's been an extremely complex exercise. Think about it as building from scratch a broker online, a portfolio management system, the first algorithmic trading tools ever developed in physical gold, linking five vaults where customers can buy and sell gold, and, you know, building all the UX and et cetera for, for the customers. So it's been a long project, but uh, we launched the app back in uh, mid-July this year in the UK app stores. And it's actually going extremely well with a lot of customers liking how it operates. Awesome. No minimum investment, tight spreads. That's my kind of trading application. I'm going to ask you some questions about the investor base. Um, the benefit of doing this on audio is if you don't want me to ask, you can just shake your head and no one will know. Rumor has it you have some some high-profile investors, people that know and trust you and also love the idea. Are you able to tell us a little bit about them? Yes. You know, every entrepreneur will tell you that raising money is extremely hard, but it's never as hard as you think until you start doing it. So it's double hard, anybody will tell you. Now, we've been very fortunate to have been backed up from the very beginning from very uh, prominent uh, investors in the world, not only in the UK. Goldex to date has always been funded by angels. We have not spoken to any VCs. We didn't talk to any VCs. We didn't want to raise money from VCs at such early stages. We've been working under the radar all this time. That's why only now we are starting to be more open and public and we will be announcing a funding round very soon. Now, to date, the, some of the investors we have, I mean, in Companies House, everybody can see this. So we have uh, Gael de Boisard, who was the number two in Credit Suisse uh, worldwide. We have the ex-CEO of uh, AIG worldwide as one of our investors. We have one of the top payment card issuers in the UK, which is prepaid financial services. They are going to be issuing the Goldex MasterCard, mm-hmm. and they are one of our investors. So we have a, a lot of credibility with the backup that we have. Interestingly enough, we've just announced the involvement of a very prominent individual called uh, Richard Malarcas. Richard is considered, or probably it is, he is actually the number one individual in electronic trading. 
and in best execution. Best execution is a term that financial institutions understand very, very well because mm -hmm. they must always provide best execution to their customers. And we, for the first time, are bringing this to an unregulated market like gold. So Richard will be joining us not He has joined us not only as an investor, but more importantly, as a strategic person who is going to help us especially develop the B2B model that we are now working on as well. Amazing. I know very little about electronic trading, but I remember Richard's name from my time at, at Barcap, and uh, that's a big win for you guys. Lots of validation points there, and, and talent obviously being a very, very big part of that. Great to have Richard on the advisory board and helping you with some of the strategic initiatives. How are you going to build a business with really deep, diverse talent? You know, I. it is quite interesting that you ask me this question because... Goldex has offices both in London and in Madrid. For us, interestingly enough, finding talent in Madrid is proven to be harder than to find it in London. And the reason is obviously because London is a much more diverse city than, than Madrid is, even though Madrid is very cool. And, and obviously I'm Spanish, so I have the right to say this. I think London is still the hub for individuals, for cultures, and especially for startups. Now, finding people is always a challenge, tremendously difficult, especially when you're a startup and you cannot afford to pay ridiculous fees of you know, headhunters. So you need to be inventive. You need to rely on your networks. You need to rely on having coffees with a lot of people. You need to basically be constantly asking if you have heard about somebody looking for a job in this area. Mm -hmm. And that's how you find you find the people. Now, in terms of the diversity itself, I'm not somebody who is keen to have a job description with diversity in mind. So I don't per se say, well, for this role, I want a woman, or for this role, I want a man, or for this role, I want a white person or a black person or mm -hmm. a, a Jewish or a Spanish or an Italian. I think diversity should be the other way around. You advertise for a job, You have several candidates and you pick up the best. If the best happens to be Chinese, so be it. If it happens to be a woman, so be it. As a matter of fact, in, in our company, we are most women. And it's not a conscious effort to hire mm -hmm, women, mm -hmm. even though I am very vocal about women's rights, etc., because uh, I'm heavily involved in this. But it's actually quite a coincidence that in our company, most of the people working are women just because for those particular jobs, they were the best. Now, the COO is very happy because he's surrounded by beautiful, smart women. So he says <laughs> that he has absolutely no complaints whatsoever to be working in Goldex. Diversity is more about having, being able to accept everybody rather than just going with a particular agenda when you couldn't, come to hire I couldn't somebody. agree more. I think the nuance there is equal opportunity rather than forced diversity. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, again, something I feel very passionate about. In fact, um, the person that first introduced us, Georgia Hanyas, is a big champion of exactly the same thing. Absolutely. Um, and she's doing some, some great work with Rohini at the Department for International Trade. Yes. Yeah, we work very close with the Department of International Trade. I've done a few videos for them talking about diversity, talking about... Brexit, uh, women. So I guess I'm one of these, you know, fintech female founders, Spanish. So I seem to be hitting all the boxes about, you know, what the DIT is currently promoting. So 
Absolutely. One of our fintech superheroes from Spain. Awesome. Everyone knows about, well, not everyone, but most people in this space know about the emergence of RoboAdvice. It's been pretty seismic in, in creating accessible products that, that were only previously open to high net worth individuals. Some of the great companies in the UK have had some, some fantastic European success. You know, the originals like Nutmeg, Scalable Capital is booming at the moment, providing principally an ETF product and has I mean, Scalable particularly great partnerships with BlackRock, ING. More and more people are getting into trading. It's only good news for you. It's only good news for Goldex. What's the kind of customer group you're aiming at? And how are you understanding what they're wanting? Because trading gold isn't something that I think about when I get out of bed in the morning. Yes, you're absolutely right. You know, you only have to see not just not the nutmex of the robot advisors. You just have to look at cryptocurrencies. It's fascinating that I've spent 25 years in the industry. And if somebody asks me, are you a trader, even though I've been a trader, I said, no, no, I'm not a trader. And then I talked to my 17-year-old nephew, and he's a trader because he's trading cryptos. So these days, I think everybody's a trader or they think they're a trader, which is good for us. Now, gold market is an interesting one. On one hand, it's something that everybody likes. Everybody recognizes, everybody knows. But the issue with gold has been that, A, you needed to have significant amounts of money you know, if you wanted to buy gold. Mm. And second, you had to do it in the form of an ETF or a derivative. And it was more of a complex issue. Not everybody understands that. Things are changing. The cryptocurrency has taught us that people want to buy asset classes that are not just the traditional equities, fixed income bonds, and other asset classes that everybody sort of has in their portfolios. We are seeing a tremendous increase in interest from punters, from individuals like you and me, who before didn't consider gold, not because they didn't know gold existed, but because they didn't know how to buy and sell it easily. You only have to offer it to somebody easily and to be easily buying and selling gold for them to do it. Why do people buy shares? A share, if you think about it, is an intangible asset. You buy a share, do you see a share? Before they used to give you a certificate. Now they don't even give you that. And, you know, people buy shares. And not necessarily they understand the markets, but they still buy shares because they think it's a good thing to do. Now, it's much easier for somebody to understand they should own some gold because everybody, even my 86-year-old mother knows what gold is. Now, it's a lot about education. We need to educate people that the same that you buy shares, you can buy gold, but you must actually buy it in a smart way. You need to be careful. You need to be careful with the spreads. We need to be careful with the prices that they're offering you. And that is something that we know is growing. You know, if you look at the Google recent searches in the last two years, you will see that gold as an investment has been searched, I think it's 500 times, 500% more than in the last uh, three years. So it's, it's, it's a term that keeps growing. And another very interesting fact is, look at the IFAs. The IFAs are now recommending their customers to own gold. It's now, the only thing that's not volatile and doesn't make them look stupid. <laughs> My IFA is not going to thank me for that. Well, let me tell you something. We know in the gold of gold that we knew that a tsunami was happening. It was boiling underneath. And we've known this for a long time. That has started, that started two weeks ago. Yeah. The markets, the equity markets are in a bubble. They are going to burst. I mean, 
It's not a secret. We all know that. Look at the technologies, the Googles, the Amazons, and look at what's happening even this week. Let's have a look also at the US dollar. Let's have a look at the situation with China yeah. and Trump, which is not going to get any better. I can tell you this. Brexit is an absolute disaster. We can so, edit that bit out. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Yes, no, no. <laughs> edit it, edit it. No, what I mean is we are basically arriving at the perfect storm. You know, it is happening. Yeah. Uh, gold is only going to go one way, which is up. And that's why we are also seeing a lot of movement within the retail crowd to invest in gold. We just make it easy for people to buy and sell. I'm a little bit skeptical about using the word trade because I think it scares people. I agree. I think it's better to say, hey, do you want to buy gold? Do you want to buy gold at the best prices? Do you want to sell gold at the best prices? Yeah. Do you want to be able to use your gold as if it was cash when I give you a MasterCard so you yeah. can liquidate it in real time and you use your gold as any other fiat currency? Yeah. I think that is the language that is better to use rather than trading. Even though there are a lot of traders in cryptos these days, I think it's more to do... Our customers are not necessarily just traders, but they're individuals who, who think gold is a good asset to own. And have you done comparative numbers of bank interest rate versus gold increase? Do we know what that investment profile looks like over the last few years? Well, generally speaking, when interest rates go up, gold prices go down. Why? Because remember, gold does not give you any yield. Mm. There is no yield in gold. There is a cost of carry, and it's an expensive or it used to be an expensive asset to own. So the moment a bank could give you interest rates of, let's say, 1% even, why would you be owning an asset that not only doesn't give you any interest on top mm -hmm, of that, it mm -hmm. costs you money? Now, the reasons why gold prices are going up are not so much linked to the interest rates, even though the US have already started increasing interest rates, but it's absolutely nothing to do with that. It's more to do with gold being the ultimate refuge. Yeah. For 6,000 years, whenever there has been something going on, gold has been there as the refuge, as the storage of wealth. You know, it's undergone all sorts of famines, wars, epidemics, whatever, and gold has been there. Gold will never be valued at zero. There will never be a time that I give you a gold ring and you say, why do you give me this? Yeah. And you chuck it in the bin. It will never happen. Yeah. So it's the ultimate storage of wealth. When everything goes wrong, people run to gold. We've already seen it in the last two weeks. And I am convinced we will see it in 2019. Hence, the you know independent financial advisors telling their customers to purchase gold to protect. It's not so much to make money, but it's to protect yeah. yourself yeah. against inflation, devaluations, and definitely, you know, as a hedge against every other investment you might have. I'm all for stability. In terms of, and probably the last question we have time for on Goldex, the marketing strategy, how are you reaching out and acquiring your audience? Have you got marketing campaigns out in the open? Anything in the near future? Yes, basically, depending on the on the business you are in, you have uh, different models. We're basically concentrating on two of them. On one hand, on the B2C customers. So to acquire your B2C customers, our customer base, we have been doing quite a lot of heavy analysis. We know that they are easier to acquire on digital form. So the likes of Facebook campaigns, Facebook ads uh, seem to be working very well for us. 
we also use other digital channels, the, the YouTubes, videos, etc., LinkedIn's, etc. We also are starting to use some traditional advertising, printing in newspapers, printing ads that seem also to be generating traction. And I think ultimately what is working very well for us is the growth hacking strategy where customers refer other customers. Of course. And it's a matter of trust as well. We are dealing with gold. We are dealing with people having to believe that we are not a scam group of, you know, Spaniards who want to take their money and run away to Marbella. And for that, we need to make sure that, you know, our customers are happy, that when they have an issue, customer service has to be uh, 100% there. And so far, actually, most of the growth is, is coming from referrals from one customer to another. And then in addition to this, we have the B2B model, which is a completely different animal. And we are very fortunate that we have actually been contacted by them. We have not had to put a single call out there. We are being contacted by these institutions who want to offer gold to the customers. And they know that the easiest way is to connect to the most sophisticated trading API, which is what we have developed. And on that part of the business, the, the marketing is very, is very lean yeah, because, because we basically so far, we have not had to actually put ourselves out there. Okay, great. Well, for the listeners, download Goldex, become a gold investor, not trader today. And yeah, benefit from a sustainable asset class rather than the volatility of the markets. And I think 2019 is going to be a great year for you guys. We always end on one question. It's more about mentors and groups of people that you admire and you take, I guess, leadership lessons from and, and take guidance from. Who are your mentors and who are the groups of people that you, you spend time with? Other than, you know, of course, some fantastic individuals who, who've actually helped me and who do help me on a daily basis in the company. I'm actually a big fan of, uh, of an organization called EYES. It's a group of about 300 entrepreneurs based uh, not only in the UK, there are some of them abroad. It's a phenomenal group of entrepreneurs who meet twice yearly in a, in a social trip where we have a lot of fun and, and we, you know, we do a lot of things that, you know, should not be made public, but it's, it's a lot of fun <laughs> as a group of stressed young people. But it's a tremendous support for all of us. It's been a tremendous support for me personally. It's a very tight community. Everybody who is anybody, I think, within the startup world is part of that group. We even have little groups, groups of seven people where we help each other and we meet regularly once a month. And the support is not only on a, on a business side where you, of course, get guidance from all, all these people or, or you guide other people, but it's also on a personal level. And that is very, very important. The stresses, the worries that uh, we all go through, I don't think anybody else outside of the industry appreciate. Mm -hmm. um, and being in a community where 300 people have gone or th do go through the same issues that you do is extremely valuable. And having that moral support, I think is crucial because uh, sometimes it can be a very lonely place to be building uh, your own company. So I would recommend people to join associations, to join entrepreneurs groups, support groups to basically uh, not feel alone mm -hmm. and have sometimes been the possibility of being encouraged or to encourage other people. 
Yeah, that's absolutely. great. That's it. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you. And, and not an organization I knew anything about. Technically, um, we're a startup. We, we started in September 2015. So I look forward to my invite. Thank you. I will do. <laughs> Definitely. Sylvia, thank you. Big thank you to Georgia for the original introduction. Thank you for telling us about Goldex. Um, you're building a brilliant business and we look forward to watching you continue to grow and go from success to success. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you for your time and insights. And thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Sam. See you next time. The information contained in this podcast is intended for discussion purposes only. It is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation for the purchase or sale of a security or any services of motor partners. All investing involves risk, and there is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are as of the date of recording, reflect the views and opinions of the persons expressing them, and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of motive partners. Motive partners makes no representations or warranties as to the accuracy, reliability, or completeness of any information provided, and undertakes no obligation obligation to update, amend, or clarify the information in the podcast, whether as a result of new information, future events, or otherwise. Any securities, transactions, or holdings discussed may not represent investments made by motive partners. It should not be assumed that securities, transactions, or holdings discussed, if any, were or will be profitable, or that the recommendations or decisions made in the future will be similar, or will equal the performance of the securities, transactions, or holdings discussed herein. This podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are based on beliefs, assumptions, current expectations, estimates, and predictions about the financial industry the economy, motive partners or motive partners investments. Nothing in the podcast should be construed or relied upon as investment, legal, accounting, tax or other professional advice or in connection with any offer or sale of securities.